The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Bruce Greenwood may be the king of, I don't know his name so much, but I love everything that he's been in, and man, has he done a lot. He was fantastic in I Know This Much Is True with Mark Ruffalo on HBO. And for fans of the recent Star Trek films, he was Christopher Pike. He was Gil Garcetti in The People vs. O.J. Simpson and so many more roles. Now he returns in The Resident as Dr. Bell. I've got Bruce Greenwood on the line right now in Los Angeles. Hey, Jim. How you doing? I'm great, Bruce. Thank you. Welcome back. And, and uh, I'm a big fan of The Resident. And I should say that if fans aren't caught up, it's time for the spoiler alert because... Dr. Bell is diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, right? Yeah, yeah, that happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so how far in advance do you know about a plot twist like this? You know what, I didn't know very far in advance. I cracked that open and, you know, I, the wind went out of my sails for a minute. Like, yeah. Oh, 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 no. You know, but, um, but it's, an, you know, again, because the show is the way it is, it's an opportunity to look at... at um, that medical challenges that people have in a in a different way. So uh, so hopefully the way we're gonna we're gonna treat this Bell's particular iteration of 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 MS is that it, it's the kind it, it has it's a disease that that can come and go. It goes through phases and it sometimes people can it you know it can there be flare ups and they can go away. So hopefully what we're gonna try and illustrate is this this emotional challenge that you have, knowing that you have the disease and dealing with it in a positive way when you're, when you feel its effect and, and staying positive enough that you, that you, when you know the clouds are going to disappear and drift away, that you can, you know, can carry on. It's not a death sentence. And, and, uh, you know, it's, well, hopefully we'll find a way to navigate these emotional hurdles that he'll face as it's, as it flares up and goes away. Yeah, so it's not the big, uh, not the beginning of the end. It's kind of the beginning of your journey, your character's journey. No, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the beginning of a it's beginning of a, of a different journey, but it's not the beginning of the end. At least that's what they tell me. <laughs> right. That's what they tell. Me. Right until you get the next script. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. How wonderful is it working with uh, Jane Leaves? Oh, it's awful. It's just awful. She's just, <laughs> She is just such a problem. Yeah. I tell you, whenever we, whenever, you know, we get a call sheet in the morning and it tells us, you know, what we're doing the next day. And whenever our, I get a thing with her, I just, I, I look forward to it for a day. You know, I just go, oh, God, right, Jane, yippee. You know, <laughs> she's, she's awesome. I just, I can't, I can't say enough about her. She's just the absolute end of the world greatest. So I just, I'm crazy about her. It's a great collaboration between you two. And, and like other shows, you, You've had to deal with the pandemic, obviously, and you're one of the few shows that actually dealt with the pandemic, albeit briefly. Yeah, we dealt with it very briefly, and then we had, to, and then they decided to pretend that it was over. Yeah. Well, because we jumped ahead four years, we had that we sort of had that advantage. Right. You know, so that was it was a, sort of a, that was a built-in sidestep for for the problem of of constantly dealing with everybody wearing masks because it's you know it's, it's really tricky, as you know, it's difficult to. Difficult to tell what somebody's thinking when you can't see their whole face, you know. And we're storytellers, so it's hard. It's tricky. 
You've talked about this before, but you've played the president, I believe, three times. What is it about you? Is it just good hair? What's the situation? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's all about the hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what that's strange, how that kind of stuff ends up being sort of part of a, it's not a definition of your career, um, you know, at least a, you know, a footnote to, to your career. And it's, it's strange that I've played you know, prime ministers and prime ministers and presidents and, you know, people of a, people who in authority. Yeah, but anybody who knows you, knows me, will tell you that, oh, God, he's just, you know, you know frankly, he's not that bright. And, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're old friends, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, the people who really know you go, God, Greenwood, if they knew who you were, they would, they would not put you in a position of authority <laughs> ever, you know. Well, you did such a, a great job as JFK in 13 Days, uh, by the way. You're humble as you are, but I mean, the accent and, and everything else, you must have to just immerse yourself. Yeah, well, that's part of the fun of it, right? That's really, that's, that's one, of the, one of the gifts of being in this business is that you get to kind of obsess over things in that way, you know? That, that to me was just like, oh my God, wow, I can really, I can really spend some time just Diving into this stuff, it's, it's really fun. You as a doctor now and the resident, you've certainly come full circle. I remember you as a regular on St. Elsewhere. What a groundbreaking show that was. It was. I think it was not least because they managed to, you know, I've managed to play a doctor with a bullet without getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and Richard Dean Anderson, you had that down, didn't you? Right, yeah. And then they <laughs> sort of carried that on to Nowhere, to nowhere Man and all that all that air flowing around. And, you know, I remember asking the producers of Nowhere Man, okay, I'm on the run, right? I'm, I'm, I'm running from people who are chasing me. And I've got, I've got all this, all this, you know, tremendous mane of hair. And, and at that time, which I would, would, I could actually grow. And, uh, <laughs> and they said, uh, and I said, shouldn't I just, I should, I should cut my hair off, man. I'm trying to trying to stand to the radar. They go, ah, yeah, no, the hair tests well. <laughs> yeah, they have a, a hair consultant, right? Yeah, yeah. There's probably there's some there's some sort of you know algorithm that goes, yeah, the hair accounts for four uh, percent of our viewership. So I think we're gonna we're gonna stick with the hair. As sad as that is, it's probably true, though. Well, you know, you, uh, you of all the roles you've played, you must be most proud of Todd in Malibu Bikini Shop. I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure you are. Was, the phone goes click. That was, that, <laughs> that, was, that was the peak of my career. I should have quit then. I know. <laughs> God knows enough people ask me to. Amazing you could dig that up. Oh, it's out there, baby. Uh, I know that you were a pretty yeah. a pretty great skier to the point where you thought you might actually making a living at it, right? Uh, yeah, that, that, that was the... I had a profound delusion in that department. Yeah? Yeah. I thought I really thought that I could... But, you know, as a young man, I was very competitive and, you know, skied a lot and won a lot and, um, you know, and then got broken too many times. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's obvious. I'm sure that you've watched a little bit of the skiers on the Olympics going on right now, how dangerous that oh, yeah. downhill oh, yeah. stuff is. Well, even the GF and the Super G. I mean, when Nino O'Brien went down, I was just like, oh, God. You know, but it's a man-made snow, too. Man-made snow is just so hard. You know, apparently they do it at Beaver Creek as well. But, um, I mean, I look at that. I, I look at the, you look at the slow-mo stuff with the skis flexing on that hard snow, and it's, 
they, the skis just turn into spaghetti. Yeah, it and, just, you know, they yeah. Back, they get those donkey kicks that they hit a little rut and bang, it's, you know, in a millisecond. It's so crunch, you know, so crunchy and hard. Yeah, it just seems like pretty difficult conditions to stay up all the way down. Yeah, and they also didn't, in the, in the downhill, they didn't have a lot of practice time, right? They didn't get a lot of practice runs. So, you know, and you're going for it on the day and you're, you're getting surprised because you're going, you know, 10% faster than you thought you would be and you've got a you know, you've got to suck up something a millisecond sooner than you figured you'd have to, and then you get launched, and oh, yeah, so exciting. Well, we're glad that you chose the career of acting. You've had so many uh, incredible roles, and uh, you continue on The Resident. One of my favorites, it's Bruce Greenwood, and The Resident is on Fox on Tuesday nights. Bruce, nice to talk to you. Stay well, my friend. Thanks, you too. Enjoy the show. What a fun guy. What a great actor. I can't wait to see what he does with further episodes of The Resident playing Dr. Bell. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Jim Tofty, and I'll see you next time on The Fake Show Podcast. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.